Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Kingscast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy's Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a really fun episode. Number 106, Ryan and I came on and had a good conversation about the Kings coming out of the All-Star break and a good conversation about De'Aaron Fox. If you're looking for that episode or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming on the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Bringing my co-host today, as always, Ryan, was good. What is going on? So we are recording, what is it, Monday... Uh, March 7th, I believe. Kings are playing the Knicks right now. End of the first quarter. Kings came out hot out the gates. It's 33 to 17. Uh, so I got the game game on in front of me right now. So uh, yeah, Kings have been coming out hot at the gates lately, you know, uh, minus that Pelicans game where that, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it's been nice. Uh, it's been pretty refreshing. DeMontis Sabonis has been doing his thing. De'Aaron Fox has, has definitely upped his scoring and, uh, you know, really, I think kind of just, you know, really put all the naysayers to to bed, right? Um, Kings made the right choice in that trade, moving moving on from Halliburton, keeping Fox. So I'm sure we'll talk about that again. But uh, yeah, man, good good to be here. It's It's been 10 days or something since we did a podcast. So uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it has been 10 days. That's, you know, for the people that have been, that been itching, you know, we did, we did drop three in one week and then we, we came out and we did a bunch of them, but I think the timing happened. You know, I think we went to record their night and there hadn't been a game in a couple of days. And it was like, you know, we try to time around a couple straight streak of games so they can come out and, you know, talk about relevant stuff. But it'll work out. So now we have to talk during the game. I was looking forward to this one. We, we talked about it on the last episode, Ryan. Like we went through the we went through the schedule and like, okay, games, you circle games where you think the Kings should should get it done. You know, there's been a couple of those. Like you said, we, we will talk about some of them. But tonight was one of those where you really want to see the Kings get it done at home, late start against the Knicks, right? I Especially after the other night where they, they kind of blew a game. This was a game I really wanted to see. Disappointed I, the schedule wouldn't allow me to go to it being at home because I think it would have been a fun one to go to. But, um, you know, I guess by the time this is recorded, the game's over. So we don't have to talk about the game tonight. But, yeah, look at, I was looking forward to this one. Um, you know, I'll, I'll start, let's take it off the episode like this. We talked last last time about De'Aaron Fox and kind of our expectations coming out of the All Star break, and yeah, I felt like it was an easy projection to see his statistics go, you know, skyrocket like that. I thought that that was gonna that was gonna happen. That was gonna be kind of obvious, but you know, it's kind of crazy how many people forgot. So, so you know, going going into this year, throughout the year, how many people forgot the level of scoring that he can get to? And it was like so evident that 
you know, him playing off ball and, and not being that focal point. So I guess it's really nice to see De'Aaron Fox go off. I saw something like the last 10 games. It's like, I don't know, man. I I, I, should, I, I never save anything when we get on the podcast, but it's like 28 points or 30 points or something a game in the last 10, 10 games. That's pretty, uh, yeah, that's quite the contrast. Yeah, it helps when you have a 44-point game in the midst of all that, right? <laughs> you know, uh, and, and I actually, you know, I, I think we're going we're gonna to talk about that game. But, um, yeah, there's something you want to see, right? You want to see, you know, you made the, the big trade. You want to see Sabonis put up stats. And, um, you know, I saw something the other day when they played the Pelicans, which was just a total shit fest. Um, but somebody had posted on Twitter. They said, uh, man, I'm, I'm really used to Jonas Valanciunas, you know, just – coming in here and getting 20 rebounds on us. And, uh, you know, I am too, you know, one of our things is we always bet the over on the other center's rebounds. And, uh, since the bonus has been here, I haven't done that. The guy pulls boards, man, that, that is something that, uh, you know, he is elite at, right? Like we always talk about having an elite quality, um, you know, especially, um, you know, for, for guys, especially for role players, but we'll get there, but yeah, you, you want somebody to have an elite quality that's on your NBA team. And uh, DeMontis Sabonis definitely has an elite rebounding quality. There's no denying that he's fourth in the NBA in rebounding. And, um, you know, that's special. So uh, I, I'm seeing a lot of stuff tonight. People are talking about his blocks. No, no. I think he's like dead last in like blocks for big. So what? Something stupid, right? Beggars can't be choosers, right? Sacramento had a rebounding and defensive problem. They solved the rebounding problem, right? For the most part. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm already seeing people tonight um it's pretty much what Sacktown drought whatever the hell that twitter page is tim maxwell is that his name whoever the fuck that is right just you can't beggars can't be choosers right you have a top five rebounder in the nba um boohoo he doesn't block shots <laughs> like it is what it is but uh for De'Aaron fox a statistical output man has been it's been great and um me and eric had a conversation yesterday i'm gonna let eric steer it that way but uh you know, I, I do have, you know, one thing that we, we pride ourselves at Kings gas is we keep it real. So I, I'm, I'm going to keep it a little real with Deer and Fox today. Yeah. Before you get there, cause I know that'll probably eat, eat the bulk. Um, you're right about bet. I'll talk, let's talk about betting a little bit. Cause we, we do like talk about this. So betting you're, you're right. And that the trends from the season are all over the place. So I haven't, you know, I, I always say, don't, I don't bet the fucking Kings anyway. So I don't bet them, you know, money line them. I, Genuinely don't bet them to cover really anything ever. Uh, but the rebounds, yeah, unpredictable. But I will say, Ryan, 30-point loss against New Orleans. Uh, Valentina still dropped 14. So would have hit that game. But yeah, I yeah, just say it. I was more, I was sure. more it's just uh it, it's you know, somebody had tweeted it and it was like, you know, it was like, Yeah, you know, I come to think of it, I haven't bet the over on rebounds in a while. <laughs> you know, you just expect, uh, you know, that, that was a shit game. Like I said, that was just absolutely just embarrassing, but, um, yeah, you know, the dude rebounds the fuck out of the ball, man. I've, I've been seeing a lot of people going at his defense all of a sudden he's actually third in the NBA in rebounding now at 12.2. So, yeah, well, that's something that the Kings haven't had in a long time. And that shit does get really frustrating when you don't, um, you know, because you, you don't have that. And like you said, you kind of solve, you kind of solved one problem with that. Um, before we get into the la the last couple, of, the last stretch, Ryan, the Nuggets. You know, they opened up with the Nuggets. They played tough, better team, beat them. Um, they got that that win against the Thunder, which that one was interesting. But that was a that was a different kind of win because the Kings and that game, it was like it was close, and then the Thunder, I think, had a lead, and I was like, oh my god, 
like this is going to be terrible and then they just zoomed past him at the end so that was nice to see but the pelican one i think that's going to be the big stain probably on the second part of the season even looking back losing by 30 against a team like that with you know pretty much i mean i'm not going to say nobody's on the court because that wasn't true i mean cj mccallum and, and ingram are out there but even so that's a team you think you should be matching up well against and to be losing by 30 that's a fucking joke so whatever that is uh not the first time we've all been here they beat the spurs and then and I'll, let's talk about the mavericks game though ryan because we'll probably it'll probably lead into what you're what you're talking about right so the mavericks game probably one of the most entertaining games i've seen in basketball this year just it was so it was so gritty and crazy and back and forth i mean the kings had the lead they gave up the lead um but that i would say that fourth quarter was really really uh, you know, to be cliche, like a hard fought game. I actually really enjoyed watching it. Um, you know, just like things didn't go their way down the stretch. You know, Dallas hit hit just wide open shots down the stretch, uh, and they lost the game. Whatever. We don't do game recaps. That's not what we do. But that that game was exciting. The Kings. I, I put out a tweet, dude, and it, I hadn't seen the Kings play this hard all probably all year. You know, for what that's worth. I'm not saying we like get hyped on shit like that because if you you know us, you know we don't. But um, they did kind of grit that one out, and then yeah, the highlight of it really was that De'Aaron Fox dropped 44 points. I think one of the most interesting things about that is he dropped 44 points, and I think he only had six free throw attempts, if I remember it right. Which the NBA came out after. And basically, you know, they do their thing and they admitted, oh, we kind of fucked up a little bit, which is like, yeah, no shit. It's kind of amazing to me that a guy who gets all of his buckets by driving past people and getting to the hoop doesn't get the foul calls. It's something that's kind of always been there early in the career, in his career. People was like, well, you're too young to get those calls. You know, that was always people's stuff. But it's like at some point, man, it's kind of it, it is kind of ridiculous. And that game really highlighted that and if he had got those uh, just a couple of those calls. Shit, I mean, we could be potentially have been looking at a 50-point game. So, you know, there was there was that highlight. So we can talk about the 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 Fox conversation that you and you and I have. Because and I'll start out with with this is that um I kind of said like on the last episode that one of the things I was looking because I didn't really have too high of expectations for the Kings as a team going into this this the remainder of the season. Um but I was looking at more like the individual success of players and seeing if that really took off. And so to me, I'm kind of seeing that and I'm kind of getting that, but I think for you, you, you feel a little bit differently. And I think that, I think you have a good take, right? But I think that, well, I'll just, I'll just say this. I'll let you drop your take and then we could talk about it. That's probably a better, better plan. Yeah. So, well, Thank you for that. But all right. So, you know, a little recap real quick, you know, Fox dropped 44. He was three for four from threes, five for six from free throws. Um, you know, spectacular. That's what you want to see, right? Your best player going out um, and, and putting up big numbers. Um, one thing that you didn't bring up is Luka Doncic did not play in that game. Uh, Tim Hardaway was out, right? So, you know, Dallas missing their two better players. Right, their two best players, you could probably say, right, with Tim Hardaway probably being their second best scorer for sure. Uh, you got to win those games, okay? And it's in, you know, I was telling Eric this yesterday, it's all great, you know, Darren Fox 44 points. But one thing that I want to point out, and I, and you know, we keep it real here, and I had pointed this out earlier on in the season Kings are down three. Your best player who had 44 points 
is taking the ball out with three seconds left in the game. And that was the issue for me. It was, you know, great. You know, Darren Fox did great. And, and, and you try to point out, well, he was three for four from three. Then that's not the point, right? Everything, you know, you go back to averages. We've talked about this and um, going down the stretch to Darren Fox missed a free throw, right? Right there at the end, he tied it up with making the second one, but he missed the first one. Right. So, you know, that that's always come back as deer and Fox had issues making free throws. And then it was, it was huge to me. And I pointed, like I said, I pointed this out multiple times, your best player who dropped 44 points was three for four from three, five for six from the free throw line. And the coach doesn't have the faith in him, right? Coach does not have the faith in him to have him in the ball game. He was the inbounder. He was inbounding the ball. And for me, that's a huge issue. And that's, you know, that that's something about deer and Fox right there, right? There's something to be said about that. Go ahead. Can I say something? I was going to say real quick though, the way that that game did, and this is where like Alvin Gentry sometimes I shake my fucking head at him, dude, because at, at the at the, they they ended up getting a, I think they were down by, by three, and they got a two pointer off. It, I was just like that was that was just kind of ridiculous. No, no, as it was. no, they they didn't get a two they didn't get a two pointer off. They got a three pointer off, but he missed it. Harrison Barnes missed it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. Deer and Fox. Deer and Fox inbounded it. Deer and Fox was the inbounder. Harrison Barnes pulled the deep contested three, hit off the side of the rim. They got the layup. I think it was DiVincenzo and maybe your holiday and, and laid it back in real quick to, you know, just to add to the points. But that is something to be said. You know, we keep it real, right? We keep it real. And I think it's only fair that, you know, nobody else is saying anything, but I think it's only fair. Deer and Fox, that is a testament on you. Okay. You're, you're, uh, you know, his faults is shooting, right? doesn't matter if he went three for four that night. Great. You weren't there when the time when it mattered most, right? You missed the free throw when it mattered most, right? And, and, and that's, that's what I was trying to tell you about last night. And I've been saying this all year. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking. And I love Deer and Fox. I'm, I, I'm super happy, 44 points. But I'm sorry, as the best player and as the face of the franchise, you're inbounding the ball with the game on the line with these seconds left. What other face of the franchise does that? Right. What other guard face of the franchise or, you know, does that? No, none of it. Nobody. LeBron James isn't inbounding the ball with three seconds left. John Morant's not inbounding the ball with three seconds left. You know, numerous people, Anthony Edwards isn't doing it. You know, these young players out there, there, it, it's not happening. So uh, that is something that I wanted to point out. And I think it needs to be fixed. And I think that's a testament on De'Aaron Fox. And, you know, um, that is going to be something to monitor going forward. You know, that that's huge. You cannot when when the game's on the line and you need a three to tie it or win it and your best players doesn't have the ball in his hands, that is going to be a problem. And I just wanted to point that out. And I was telling Eric that yesterday and he, he thinks I'm kind of being cynical and, and and nitpicking at that, you know, like, yeah, great game. Right. Great game. Didn't finish it, though. Right. Got to finish. You have to finish. And that's where I'm going to hold De'Aaron Fox accountable right there. I'm going to. You know, I because th this has happened three or four times this year. You go back and look at games, and I've talked about it on the podcast, and we've kind of brushed it off. You kind of brushed me off. Oh, I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. I, I, I think it's a big deal. You know, you don't have Buddy Heald to cast up threes for you anymore to win games like he's done three or four times over the last few years, right? You know, Harrison Barnes, you know, is, is you know, as cool as Harrison Barnes is, what do you have, nine points the other night? You know, he's not your best player. He's your third best player, you, you know. Darren Fox needs to be taking those shots. And um, no matter how hot he was, that, that was alarming to me. You're you 44 points, three for four from three point. And coach don't have the faith in you to take that last shot. So uh, if I'm Darren Fox, that's something you, 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 that's undeniable. 
it is undeniable. You can't sit here and tell me that that's not an issue. It's undeniable. That is a problem. I, I'm going to come up with the, the most apologist take ever. So you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking it was, it was Robert Ory against the Detroit Pistons back in the NBA Finals where he, he inbounded the pass, and then there was supposed to be a pass back to him. Maybe that was the play. You know? Oh, <laughs> I'm just, God, no. I'm just, I'm just I'm just joking with you because I was going to piss you off. But you remember that, though? Robert Ory, fucking Robert Ory. He just inbounded the pass Fuck and just stepped Ory. out. No one was on him. He hit the, he hit the shot, the game winner. Uh, so, you know, my, my, my thing about it is, is the reason I thought it, I think it's, it's nitpicky is I get what you're saying. Let's just say it's not a bad take. And like, but I just don't think for me, it's not really, it's not something I'm really like, if I'm listing out the issues with the Kings right now, that's not really one of them. I mean, like, what else to, could the guy really, he played a really good game. I mean, what else, if, if you, if you, if you take his game in, into like totality, I don't know what else more you know, he could have done. So like, I'm, I, if you look at his 44 points, uh, six assists, you know, like I said, three, very efficient, three for four from threes, five for six. He had one turnover and it came way late in the game. Like in the fourth, so one turnover, which in the last bunch of games is turnover numbers. I mean, that's, I don't know that, that like overall, that's as kind of as good as it gets for a game. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I'm, and I'm not, I'm not denying that, but this happened on more than one occasion. That's been the issue. And I pointed out with the game on the line and as hot as he was, okay, as great of a game as you played, when it mattered the most, you did not even have the chance to have the ball in your hands, right? And then leading up to all of that, you had a chance to go up there, sink both free throws, okay, and go up by once. So you would only, you know, if he makes that first free throw, right, and you, you sink both the free throws, now it's a two-point game. Now De'Aaron Fox would have been out there. They would have got something going to the bucket for De'Aaron Fox. But because you missed that free throw, which you're already, you know, people are going to point, De'Aaron Fox isn't a great free throw shooter. And I was sitting there watching the game with people, and I told him, De'Aaron Fox is going to miss this. He's going to miss it, right? And then you come down to what happens, the three-pointer hits. Now De'Aaron Fox has to take the ball out. That is an issue, and it's happened more than once, and I'm going to keep pointing it out. Because I'm telling you, it's, you know, as great of a game, as great of a game as he played, when it mattered most, he wasn't one of the guys on the court. He was inbounding it. You know, might as well not even have him out there. Why even have him out there at that point, right? Why not bring in another three-point shooter? If, if you're just going to have him inbound, you know what I mean? So that's that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking at. That's hap- It's happened more than once this year, and nobody talked about it after game. Nobody. And I'm sitting there like, well, yeah, best player, best player on the court just had his best game of his career, and he's inbounding the ball at the end of the game? Come on. Yeah, I just, I like I said, I think, I think it's nitpicky though. Like, I get, I get what you're saying, but there's, there's a lot of bigger issues when you look at the Kings in, in totality, and 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 that's one thing with that. To, that's one thing that we always do is we talk to people, and we talk to, we say, look at players in totality, look at teams in totality. I don't know to, to worry about a, a situation like that where there was a lot of other situations that that uh, plays down the stretch. You had Dante Tivincenzo jack up a three early in a shot clock um you had Sabonis on his own right he missed two free throws at the line just a couple positions before that there were several times where players hit wide ass open threes so for me I look at it in totality I'm like Darren Fox pretty much played what you would consider a perfect game you know I don't I think that if I'm taking a season in totality I think that I'm going to kind of go with him. And to me, this is where I think you and I have kind of differed. I realized it in our conversation last week. Like, I don't really have a lot of expectations for the Kings the remainder of the season because I don't think that – I think this roster is a con- 
is a continuation of the shit that they've done the last two years, which is this just thrown together rotation with no continuity. It's like it's like the Kings. There's this thing with the Kings. It's like they start off a season with a with a rotation, then they break the rotation, and then they trade for some players and they try some shit out, and then by the end of the year. They kind of finish with something and then they kind of have rolled into the next year with the same exact cycle. And that's kind of all this is. It's like they just the roster right now, the guys playing heavy minutes for the Kings are guys who weren't even here. I mean, Trey Lyles, Justin Holiday, DiVincenzo, even Mitchell's playing a bunch of minutes. It's it's like I I, I don't know. To me, I, I don't have a lot of expectations. That's why I said. I don't. Re- I told you I didn't really expect them to really win more than like eight games. But I what I did expect is I did expect for De'Aaron Fox to go off, and I did expect for Sabonis to play to a high level. Like that's really that's really all I'm looking for. So I can't really. That's why I said the game. I get what you're saying. If you want to look at it in a nutshell, yes, you're right. But I think you know. I think that coaching is a major issue. I think a game a game like that. So there's something going on when the Kings get these huge leads and then they just. They just fumble them away, fumble possessions away. I I, I don't know. I, I just I'm gonna choose not to pick on the guy who literally has a perfect perfect game that he didn't get a play drawn up for him to get a well, shot it, off. It, it wasn't it wasn't about that. It, it it's there's he can't make that play. That's the issue. Is you could say he's three three for four. It was an outlier, right? That that was an outlier, right? We always talk about you fall back to to your average, right? He's not a good three-point shooter. He's not a good free-throw shooter, and it showed at the end of the game. His flaw showed, and you're saying, well, I want this for, you know, I expect to see from De'Aaron Fox, and I'm looking at the players and Sabonis and what they did, right? Well, at the end of the game, De'Aaron Fox faltered, and that's going to be an issue, and I've pointed, you know, and my whole thing is it's not hating on De'Aaron Fox. i super, super happy that he's here, right? I've, I've been a big fan, but at the end of the day, we have to keep it real, and De'Aaron Fox wasn't out there. So it's not hate. It's, it's real. That is real. You know, that there's no hate in that at all. We, we keep it real no matter what. Right. So, you know, I, I, you know, I expect that to, you know, I expect, I expect better is what I'm saying. I expect better. Maybe Darren Fox, you should have had 45 points. Maybe you should have sunk that free throw. Sorry. It is what it is. When you're the face of the franchise, dude, if they traded pieces away for you, it is what it is. You're now you're getting that, you're getting that kind of scrutiny. I think that one uh, – so one thing that you you had brought up in our conversation before the podcast about this was that you – which I agree – this is where I agree with, where I said you can have a good take here in that if you look at Dallas's roster without Luka and without Tim Hardaway, it's really – okay, yeah, cool. Spencer Dinwiddie is a cool player in the NBA, but, like, there's this thing going on where – where the Kings are give like every night, it seems like some dude goes off. It, it just seems to be going off. So it, it was Dinwiddie, you know, the other night it was Brandon Ingram before um, I went to the game against the Nuggets. Will Barton was just like doot, 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 knocking him down, you know, look like a look like that guy. Um, so that, 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 that that's one thing that you're right in that. Like, what's the excuse? What's the reasoning? Why? The Kings can't go out there. And I, I don't know, man. I just think that for me, it just goes down to like more what I was saying. I think, I think the coaching is terrible. I, I, I've, I, I stand by this and we don't sit here. I'm not trying to be one of these people like you see out there in Kingsland that tries to go out there and 
Jason, hey, Ruka, you noticed everybody's doing film studies and shit now on like Twitter, right? Like everybody all of a sudden is doing film session. I saw one guy. Okay, you know, the, the Kings are going to a, a two, three zone here, bro. What, what, who are you? You know, I, I don't know. I, Ryan and I aren't those guys. Let's just say that. we're not those guys, but like the coaching, I, I, I think the coach, I, I was never really excited about Alvin Gentry. I, I said when they fired him, the day they fired him, we talked about it. I said, no team's ever been better because they fired their coach and ran with some interim coach the rest of the season. I honestly can't wait. This is where I'm just kind of is what is. I think it's a lost fucking season, Ryan. I think it's a, it was a waste of the season, uh, especially after the last couple of years. It's like and not what we needed, but whatever. I can't fucking wait to get into the offseason. I cannot wait to get rid of Alvin Gentry and to give them the chance to try to put something together. And I think that's where I'll start being a little more critical. At this point, I'm just kind of going with the ride, right? But I agree with you, and it's still frustrating because a game – and this is why I think you're, you're really frustrated, and you tell me if I'm right here. When you, you're right in that you have basically your full roster, uh, the Kings do, and you have Sabonis, the all-star, which, which we've, you know, we said the Kings needed. You have Fox drop 44, and you fucking lose the game to, to like, the B squad. And I get that. I, I, that shit can't happen. I just, I just don't know what else they could do. I, I, that's why it's like, what else can Fox do? Is he going to have to drop 50 points every night for the Kings to be that, that good? You know, I think, like, not to point, like, not to do an episode where we're pointing the blame on everybody, but, you know, Harrison Barnes, I don't know, guys like that. I don't know. What do you think? Why is it that they're just get? Why do you think they're just losing these shitty rosters every, every so often? Well, a, a lack of defense, like let's be real, lack of defense. And, you know, when when uh, you have Harrison Barnes as your third best player, which, you know, we've talked about. Yeah, great. You know, but you can't have nine points, dude. You know. You, you, you shot the ball eight times and I, and I know Darren Fox went off. He had 30, he shot 31 times. Okay. I understand it. Right. But you got to find ways to affect the game in other ways. Right. You, you, you have to find somewhat, right. You, if you're not, if you're shot enough ball and you have to play defense, okay, you have to rebound. He had four fucking rebounds. Okay. That's below his season average. He had three assists, you know, you, you gotta, you, you got to figure it out. Okay. You have to figure it out and, and find some other way to, uh, to, to affect the game. Like, like, dude, and you're so right, dude, Spencer Dinwiddie going off for 30 fucking six, dude, Jalen Brunson going off for 23 and yeah, they're good players, but come on, man. Dorian Finney Smith going 17. It, it, I, I don't know, man. I, I think, uh, I, like you said, there's, there's, there's holes in this roster. You know, it kind of feels like Darren Fox is gonna have to drop fifty for them to win, but I don't, I, I don't know what it is, man. It's it's hard, dude. It's it's something different every night. That's what's that's what's frustrating, right? Like it's something different. It's either you know Justin Holiday has two points, or you know Harrison Barnes went off, but then nobody else did, right? The bench literally had zero points. Donovan Mitchell didn't do it's it's something different every night. So it's something that they're gonna have to you know fix in the off season, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it really is frustrating. So I heard a good take about HB because I go up and down with Harrison Barnes. Uh, I, you know, when they made the trade, I was like, hey, perfect. Now I'm happy that they didn't trade Harrison Barnes because you kind of need a third guy like that, right? But Harrison Barnes, goddamn, he's one of those players that if you watch if you watch the team that he's on, which we do, night in and night out for, for season, over season, now over season again, 
you kind of have this opinion on him where you're just like, dude, you 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 made a take a while ago about when we were talking about like Halliburton, talking about Buddy Heald or something like that. Hey, the Kings can't afford to have a this type of player on the roster, right? And that's kind of what what uh, I heard a good take about Harrison Barnes. I don't remember who it was, so sorry, no, the no cred, but um, I agreed with it. It's like the Kings can't afford to have Harrison Barnes on the floor at times because his, especially when he has a low, like it is. So his whole thing is supposed to be, he's supposed to be consistent. So he needs to be consistent at like 15 minutes. That needs to be his lows. You can't have him go out there and drop eight or nine because they can't afford that shit. Because realistically, like if you look around the NBA, um, guys can kind of go off uh, for a game or two and reach 20 points. So if you, if you just look at the Kings box scores, right? But one thing that, those players will do generally is they'll play defense and keep up. And like, I don't think his defense is strong enough at all. And so that's basically, it comes down to his ability to shoot wide open threes. And then he gets, he gets some tough buckets. So it's like, so I said, I go up and down. Like I, when, when he's the number three, you like it because cool. You kind of have this third score, which is at the forward position, but then man, the, the, the lack of defense, and having a low, I think that contributes to it a lot. And he, if there's one guy, if there's one guy in, in Kingsland who's gotten the fucking sneaky clean, scape free from any criticism, it's always been Harrison Barnes, dude. For real. It always has, it always has been him. Yeah, it's, that's a, it, it's an issue, man. He has, dude, you can't have against a team, your former team. That's another thing, too. Against your former team, who's missing their two best players, you go out there and you just lay an egg. You know, you lay an egg. And another thing too, so, you know, another issue with Sacramento. Why the fuck is Justin Holiday shooting seven threes in a game? You know, one for seven. You're shooting seven threes in a fucking game. You know, you're, you're four for 12. It's, you know, I, I look at stuff in that and, and it starts to come down. It's like Harrison Barnes, you know, you shot the ball eight times, one for three. Why is Justin Holiday getting more shots than you? You know, or I'm not an expert, right? I'm not gonna say to you know, I don't know. I my theory is maybe Harrison Barnes just kind of floats around sometimes, right? Maybe maybe you need to be a little more aggressive. Maybe get the fucking ball and get into the paint, right? You've seen you've seen Harrison Barnes do that before, where he just gets three or four quick shots to start games. He gets in the post or he pulls a corner three. Man, maybe you need to be a little more aggressive. Thirty eight fucking minutes, dude. You played 38 minutes and you had eight, nine points and four rebounds. Come on, dude. Well, that's that's what I take. Like when we're when we're taking away the Mavericks game, that that was my big thing. I start I, I start pointing my finger everywhere else. Like right? I start looking at that stuff. That the thing about the Kings is they don't have guys who could rise to the occasion ever. It's just if it you know you know you, when you follow a team, you seem to fo- you want to focus, or a lot of people tend to focus on the key players, the key. Not I'm not gonna say stars, but the key players, the starters, right? But man, it's very frustrating when it's it's the rotationary players who are like or rotational players who it's like it's so fucking frustrating. It's every other team seems to have it. Every other team seems to has a guy who can go get that, you know, who can step up and get it done. But the Kings just seem to not ever have that guy. And then, you know, on top of it, okay, on top of it all. It's the same thing. It's DiVincenzo, Harkless, Holiday. What's their what's their whole thing? Well, they play defense. Do they? Do they really play defense? Because the Kings seem to have a lot of guys shooting a lot of wide open shots. It's like if you're not scoring, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? 
if you're not scoring, be up in the motherfucker the whole game. I don't get it. That that's that's where I get a lot of frustrated when I watch the Kings. That that's one of my more of my frustration. That's why I said like the rest of the season, I'm just trying to see the two big guys go off because everybody else, I'm not really banking on. Man, I'm not banking on them. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, and that, and I I agree, right? You want to see the the two guys go off, but one, you know, the difference between me and you is I have been saying, you know, you got to win those games that. You know, when you're better, you need to win those games. Sorry. You know, when you when you have the two best players on the court, and that's why I was frustrated, you know, with all this is you had the two best players on the court, right? You got to find ways to win that game in Dallas, okay? You know, the Pelicans, right? At the end of the day, I'd, you know, I'd take Darren Fox over anybody on the court. I'd take him over CJ McCollum, current CJ McCollum. I'd probably take him over Brandon Ingram right now. I really would. I think Darren Fox is that good, and I'd probably take Sabonis to pair with him you know, over that. So in my opinion, you had the two best guys on the court, right? And, and you, and you can't get it done. You know, you have, you, you lose by fucking 30. That is so bad. And, you know, and, and that Dallas game again, you know, we're beating a dead, you know, dead horse, but it's like Luca and Tim Hardaway didn't play. You have to fucking win the game, dude. You, you can't lose to Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, who's was a good player. Spencer Dinwiddie's a good player. But the guy's coming off a torn ACL. He's 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 good, but he's he's a role player. You can't fucking lose to Spencer Dinwiddie when you have Demontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox on your team. I'm sorry, you can't. So I, this is where I, I agree. I I agree with you in in, in some way because um, there was a quote that came out, and I don't remember. Where I see all this stuff. I don't write this stuff down, dude. Well, I'm not a fucking journalist, so I don't really need to do that. I guess, but. I, it was a quote that came out on De'Aaron Fox where he 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 said something about like this change and he was talking about being vocal. I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I'm not in the locker room. Who are we? But I, I get the feeling like the way it's reported on that he's kind of a passive dude. And he his quote was essentially like he said, like, oh, Tyrese Halliburton was the vocal one. And then you have Harrison Barnes there, blah, blah, blah. So now I got to fill that role. And. I will say that's something I'm going to say bothers me, but it kind of, I guess it kind of bothers me, especially when you make the take like this. I got to keep it real. That's something we, you said, right? We do have to keep it real. There's something about De'Aaron Fox and like, I think that the, the difference the, I've been thinking about, like, why doesn't he get any, why doesn't he get the recognition, even though statistically his, he's ascended to a level, a lot of other guys, maybe not on his level have gotten the recognition, you know, if that makes sense. Like, why is that? And a lot of it's okay. It's the Kings. They suck. Okay. There's already that working against them. But I think this like gritty dog mentality where he just goes out there and just fucking takes over thing. And I think that's probably what you're talking about a little bit. I'm thinking it's, it's, it, you see a quote about him not being vocal. And then you have games, you still do have games where it's, um, you know, he, he just doesn't really show up a little bit. And he's been, he hasn't really done that the last 10, but this season in totality, that was kind of the case. And that is kind of true. I think, I think in order for the Kings to get to the level they need to get to, it's, it needs to be like one of those situations where he's not going to be stopped. He's, he's going to go out there and not be denied. And he's going to have the, the mentality of not being denied every night. He's going to fucking get his every night get his and he's going to be emotional about it and he's going to fight for it because that to keep it real that does that does lack and i to kind of 
I hate to be fair. I have kind of like overlooked that a little bit, but it's something I'm keeping an eye on, but I, I can't say that he hasn't in that his, the way he's attacked the game the last couple, but I feel you on that. Do you think that's, that's accurate? Do you think that's real? Some of the stuff you've read. It's hard, dude. Okay. Cause my, my point of view is he fucking argues the calls on the floor, right? Like you always see him. He gets hacked. He's John, dude. There's been a couple of times over the last, you know, five games where I'm like, dude, he's going to get teed up. Right. He looks vocal, right? Like people can say whatever they want about in the locker room. Dude, you've heard crazy shit about people in locker rooms and they're, you know, I don't know about that. I don't know if he, I, I can't speak on that, but it appears to me. Okay. That it's kind of the opposite. Right. People say he's not he's he doesn't really talk. He's got whatever I, on the court. He looks like he does. He looks like he's engaged. He looks like he's vocal. So I'm, I I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. That is that is one thing that, you know, I, I really couldn't speak for because it appeared, you know, like there were like the Dallas game, you know, in the fourth quarter, he had taken to the bucket and he got fucking hacked, dude. And he was talking shit to the ref. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like this one's going to get teed up like didn't happen, you know, um, but in my point of view is the guy is vocal. So uh, who knows, man? Who knows what, dude, what have we heard about guys in locker rooms in, in all sports, right? You, you hear who freaking knows, dude. So, uh, yeah, he appears vocal to me. Yeah, and it's hard to say when you're not in there. But on the court, though, the ability to not be denied, let's just talk about shit that we can yeah. see. That's something yeah. that has stepped up and that they're going to need that. And that's what. You, that that's the difference between good player and like star player is you go out there and you're that fucking guy you're out there you you you're the call for the attention and to get it done right uh i want to pick on i want to pick on somebody right now just because uh i was gonna tell you i was gonna tell you that too go ahead. oh were you yeah i was gonna say let's let's pick on rashawn holmes dude because um there was <laughs> why not dude because for for a whole year i'm not gonna be the last time i'm gonna do this either ryan uh for a whole year we 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 were honest about rashawn holmes as a player not hate, not bringing him down, not nothing. We were just honest about what he was as a player. Man, what a fucking disappointing season from that guy. Look it. I get he's had his injuries. Seems like he had some personal stuff. I don't really know. You know, nobody around the Kings fucking ever reports anything ever or ever asks anything. So we don't really know. All you get is this like 20 minutes before game time. Holmes, personal reasons out. Okay. Nobody knows why. Just, okay. Let's assume it's legitimate. I don't know. I'm not there. Let's look at his season in totality, though. You know, one of the things is I went on. I don't know if you remember, Ryan, once he got signed, when we called the money that he should have been paid, which we were right about when everyone said he should have made like 18 to 20 million. Rashawn Holmes is, is a guy this year who's like, I, I kind of wonder what's going to be the future of him on the for the Kings. You want to keep him around. Rashawn Holmes on your bench is good, but geez. I always said at 24 points, that's why when I told those guys, I was like, when you're paying Rashawn Holmes, you're you're not paying him at 30 minutes. You're paying him at 24 minutes, 25 minutes. And 20 at 24 minutes, he's like a non-impact player. He's like a non-impact player. I'm curious to see, I mean, really, non-impact player. How can a guy go from being untouchable? I, I didn't say that. I'm just going to say, I never said that. You never said that. But people said untouchable. We got, receipt, we got receipts of the people, people wrote, who did. People actually took time. And got on their computers and wrote actual articles and posted the articles and then argued with with us, and they said he was untouchable. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that guy with a hawk eye as as the season goes down because if he can't get his uh, off the bench against second tier guys and and really be a factor, I don't see a reason he needs to be on the roster. I really don't. It's really disappointing. It really it really is disappointing, man. It's just. 
the Kings just goddamn dude. Their their whole team makeup, the way they're built, is just so frustrating because it's it's like you just can't fucking count on anybody ever. You never can count on anybody, man. But man, Rashawn Holmes, dude, it's dude. You know, and let's be fair, right? We've heard some things, you know, some family issues. Somebody, I want to say somebody died in his family, which sucks, right? We get it. But um, even before that, okay, like you said, it's just the guy again. This, this is one underrated fact about Rashawn Holmes. The guy misses a lot of games. And me and you have said this, we've came on here the last three years and be like, dude, the guy don't, he doesn't play 82 games, right? He's missed multiple games, multiple seasons in a row. And uh, yeah, I got yeah, the numbers is, right you know, here. Vote, I got the numbers right here. here. So his first year here, which was cut out, that was the COVID year. But he, so th- he he started thirty eight games. That's it. That was his how, first how year. Many play, how many did he play in? Thirty eight to forty four. So he basically not a lot. 44. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I know that was cut short. So there's credit to him there. But even so, af- after forty four games, people were already sold on the guy. Let's just be clear about that. Okay. Then last year, se- sixty one games. All right. This year, he's played in forty two. It's just if you if you look at it, it's like not even two full seasons worth of sample size for him. And in his his Sacramento, you know, statistics are basically 12 points and eight rebounds, which is going to continue to go downward because he's going to not be playing 30 minutes a game on and getting a lot of looks. But so he hasn't played in he hasn't played in 24 games and tonight will if he hasn't played tonight, which he's not going to, that's 25 games this year. It's, it, I think it's frustrating. And I think that part of the reason for me I'm a little bit frustrated is because we always said we never hated Rashawn Holmes. We, I, I like Rashawn Holmes. I never thought Rashawn Holmes was a starter. I thought he's a fringe starter in the NBA. This is so if it, it should be a real it, to me, it should be a real luxury that a guy like that is coming off of your bench, can fill your rotation personally. I've always said I'm all about playing big men together. I don't everybody else does it, but for some reason the Kings can't do it because of offense. They need to space the court. I, I don't know why at some point we should we should see the two we should see him start with Sabonis and see what that looks like. You started fucking Harkless a bunch of games. Why just fucking throw Holmes out there a little bit? I I don't really care. I want to see something from him because it, the Kings invested in him for the next couple of years. And it's it's again, if you're gonna invest in players like that, and especially pe- players people love, you gotta make an impact. But you know what, though, Ryan? Joke's on me because you can't expect non-needle movers to move the needle, dude. But I just wanted to say that because everyone, real quiet, no one talks about it anymore. It was the hottest talking point, the hottest talking point in the Kingsland last year. The hottest one. We did an episode last November. It was literally titled the Rashawn Holmes episode, Ryan. We literally did that last year, a year from now, or a year, from, a year ago. And, and it's like crickets. Nobody talks about them. Nobody's critical of him. No one says, hey, man, we you should make you could be here to make an impact. Nothing. Zip. Nada. Maybe maybe we need to uh, go dig up the Mercedes and start posting it for people. We'll wait. We'll wait till the offseason when he gets traded for a bag of chips, dude. That's, <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Well, you know, you know, when he, when he gets traded for a bag of chips in the offseason, dude, to clear cap. Right. Maybe to bring in like a second round pick or something or a throw in on a trade, you know, to make. Whatever, right? He's not gonna. He's not gonna. He's not gonna bring a needle mover back, right? Like he, at the end of the day, 
it, you're not going to get much for them. So uh, when that happens, we'll make sure that we post all these receipts for all, get, you know, it just pisses me off to hearing you talk about it. Untouchable. People are arguing with us. Get the fuck out of here. How bad of a take is that, dude? How bad? Now I'm getting worked up. Yeah, I know. Don't get, we're talking about it. Why do we have to go there? Well, it was just to, to bring it up to bring the point because it's like, yeah. you know, we, with the, kind of the theme of the episode, Ryan, has been kind of like, you know, there's, there's more problems here, right? There's other players here too. That it's a team. That's, that's kind of been my thing about the, the Kings and why I'm, I'm not really going so hard overall. Cause at the end of the day, it kind of is like this team. It is a team game, right? To be corny about it. It is a team game and it, and it requires a decent coach and it requires players with the roles. Um, I thought I, I, I'm glad I remember this actually after they played, the Nuggets, you know, people talk to talk to Mike Malone and they, they kind of ask him about the, oh, you know, what does it take? Like, what does it take to become a good team, to build a team? And he said, oh, continuity. Like, that's what he said, continuity. And that's something we've talked about a lot. People people know that. And the, the Kings have really lacked that continuity. And I, I just, this season has been, like I said, just, a waste because it's just a constant rotation of players and the roster right now. It's the same. I don't know what guys roles are. I don't think guys know what the roles are. Think, think about this, right? Put this in perspective. I guess Mo Harkless started a ton of games this year. He He's not even playing. It, he's not even playing now. I mean, is he hurt? I think he's hurt or something too. So there, there's a reason, but he's not even playing. So it's like you, you get guys who go from, from, starting games to not even playing. You, you have guys go from Holmes who was playing 31 minutes a night who now goes to the bench, but doesn't have a clear role for him in there. Right. Then you, you now all of a sudden Trey Lyles is, is going to be the guy at power forward. You know, there's the polls out there, you know, who's going to be the guy, the Kings future at the four. Is it Trey Lyles? Now it's Trey Lyles. It's like, you, you just kind of, the Kings have about two positions in the starting lineup and then, and then several all I would say all the positions on the bench where it's just it's tryouts. It's tryouts. I mean, you have Metu. Metu started a bunch of games. Looked like okay, maybe just start him the rest of the year. He ain't even playing, and that's where I just get more frustrated. So when you look at the Kings and Totalis and said, "I'm just looking for the guys to get off at this point." You know, let the scoring averages get up. Maybe find one or two players, and move into the off season where I could really be fucking critical of this team because I'm just gonna have a hard time doing it right now, man. I really am. Yeah, you know, one person that, uh, you know, me, me and you have talked about a lot over the season is is uh, Davion Mitchell. Rookie wall, man. Rookie wall. You know, a lot of people came in and, you know, when 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 all those people got traded, a lot of people were calling for him. To, oh, he, you know, he's going to play all these minutes. He, he's the starter, blah, blah, blah. Nah, guys hit the wall, man. And to be freaking honest with you, like we we were talking about this earlier, but for how great of defense he's supposed to play, why is Sacramento still so horrible, right? Like you, you talked about that earlier, the DiVincenzo, the Harkless, Davion Mitchell. A lot of people are, oh, those are defensive stoppers. Man, not in my fucking book, dude. Defense is still horrible. But uh, rookie wall for for uh, Davion Mitchell. Let's go over these last uh, few games, right? So uh, since the All-Star break, zero, then he had 13, four, eight, four. And I want to say he has four points tonight in the third quarter. You know, 
rookie wall. So, um, yeah, that's just something I, want, I wanted to point out, man. A lot of people love Davion Mitchell, and, and they think he's uh, the future of the two-guard. But I don't know, man. I, I think the Kings have uh, – Kings got a hole there. So, we'll see. We'll see how he responds with the last, what, 16 games or whatever it is for the rest of the season. Yeah, well, blame everybody, dude. That's what we can say. You just blame everybody. Guess what, Ryan? You will be right <laughs> so hey guys we appreciate you listening in if you ever want to interact or be a part of the show you can always do so by tagging us you can find ryan and i on twitter and facebook at king's cast eric and at king's cast ryan where we are very active and like to go back and forth with you uh if you want to support king's cast the best thing to do is to slide down after the show on apple podcasts and leave us a, a five star review but we will read that on the show also on spotify five stars there um Looking forward to next week's episode. Looking forward to the Kings as we go into the rest of the season. So with that for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube